ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, July 16th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today, we're at our usual spot. It's the Union Pub and Grill. We're every Monday at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington in the Monday special. Best special around, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots all day, all night. So why aren't you here now? I'm winding after a tough work week. Yeah, I know it's Monday, but Mondays are always tough work week starters. Come on down, Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. I don't know. I feel good today because we can start talking football. We can get into the footballs now, finally. Conference USA making that a thing for me because they released the preseason all-conference team, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But a couple things I want to point out first. The Thundering Herd has five players. Florida Atlantic gets six, and Western Kentucky gets nobody on the team. Now, this is a coach poll. The coaches have voted. They have picked who they think are all Conference USA, and nobody is giving Western Kentucky much love. Now, I'm not going to be that high on Western Kentucky to begin with, but there's got to be somebody on that squad that deserves some recognition. Now, I know a lot of people were left off. I, I didn't see Ryan B's name on the all-conference team, and I'm thinking, whoa, wait wait a minute here. Are you kidding me? He's not on the list? And then you see Florida Atlantic. They've got a majority of the players compared to the other teams, and you're thinking, okay, I can get on board with that just because they had such an outstanding season last year. So coaches remember that. Well, Offensive Player of the Year is Devin Singletary Jr., running back from Florida Atlantic. Again, these are the preseason awards. Defensive Player of the Year is going to be the linebacker from Florida Atlantic, Aziz Al-Shair, and then Parker Seanfield from Southern Miss. Parker Seanfield, he's a senior, he's a kicker, he's the special teams player of the year, and so he's getting the love from Conference USA. Now, how did the Thundering Herd do? Well... The Thundering Herd did all right. On offense, you go down the list, and then, hey, you see Levi Brown. He makes the list. You go down further, and you see Tyree Brady. He's on the list. So those are your players on the offensive side. You scroll down the defensive side, and then you see Chase Hancock. He's on the list, and then Malik Gant is on the list as well on the defensive side. Then you go to the special teams list, and you see Matt Beardall. The junior, he is on the list. So special teams, you got one. So one special team, two defensive players, two offensive players. And I read your Twitter comments. A lot of you are thinking, okay, there's some bulletin board material here because there are some guys that are left off the list. And they might have a little thing to say about it at the end of the day. Now, I don't buy into that. You don't need to be on a preseason list to motivate you. You're going to have a great season. You're going to have a great season. Do you really need to be on that preseason list? Well, it's nice. For one thing, it's a lot of validation. I think that's the best way to do it. There's some validation there because you make the list. But Ryan B., not on the list. And I'm thinking to myself, shouldn't he be on this list? 
He's definitely deserving. And then Tyler King's not on the list as well. So you don't see Tyler King, you don't see Ryan B, and you think to yourself, wait a minute. I think a lot of that is because, one, Florida Atlantic is pretty good. So a lot of the coaches are just looking at Florida Atlantic thinking they did a good job. We're going to give them a lot of credit. But at the same time, I don't think Conference USA, I don't think these kids get the recognition from the other coaches in Conference USA because this conference is so far flung. You've got schools in Texas. You've got schools in the South. You've got schools everywhere. You don't see everybody. So there might be a coach that has heard about Ryan B., maybe doesn't know about Ryan B. as well, or Tyler King, thinks, okay, they're good. But I, this Florida kid, this FAU kid, I've seen him, and he's good, so I'm going to give him the nod. However these things go, it's nice to be on the list. It's validation for your program. But Marshall should be feeling good about itself. They've got five players on the list. That's the second most compared to everybody else. FAU gets six. Marshall gets five. And then your poor Western Kentucky, you don't have anybody on the list. That's a big ouch. That is huge. Western Kentucky basically has bulletin board material all season long. If I'm coach I'm right now, I'm posting that list. I would put that in the locker room. Coaches do that. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I would do that. I would remind these guys every year, you know, when they're working out, they're getting ready for the season, I would remind them, yeah, Conference USA didn't think you were worthy, didn't think anybody on this team deserved recognition in the preseason. They don't think you're good enough. I drill that in their heads every single day. And, of course, if you're any team in this uh, list here, you're thinking to yourself, okay, we didn't get that much attention. You got a lot of kids who are going to be motivated by these things. It's it's funny. A lot of these lists tick these kids off a little bit. You remember John Elmore a few months ago? Uh, maybe didn't get the uh, postseason accolades he should have in Conference USA. So what's he do? Oh, he just goes and wins the Conference USA tournament. He'll take that. He'll take that a, any day. I mean, in my mind, he was player of the year in Conference USA. The league didn't think so. The voting members. John rectified that. All you have to do is go out, win the Conference USA East Division, and then get into the championship game, win that. That'll rectify everything. That's all you need to do. Now, football, you've got a lot of guys, so how these guys react will vary. But in basketball, I loved it. I love the fact that disrespected John Elmore just for the fact that knowing that kid's personality He's not going to take it personally in the sense that he's revenge-minded. He's like, okay, I got something to show you. And if you don't think I'm the player of the year, well, I'm going to give you something to think about. And that's what happened. So that's what I'm kind of hoping happens here with some of these guys. They look at this list, didn't get on it, think to themselves, okay, we got some work to do because they don't think we're good enough. Now tomorrow the season of predicted finish will come out from Conference USA. So we'll find out what the league thinks as far as the voting members, where teams are going to finish. Is Marshall going to be first, second, third, fourth, fifth? Where will they fall in the East Division? So I'll open the phone lines up for you. I kind of want to know where you guys think that Marshall's going to be. Not where you think Marshall's going to finish, but I want to get where you think Conference USA, the poll comes out tomorrow, the preseason order of finish. Where do you think the Thundering Herd will land? Again, not where you want them to. You all want Marshall to win the conference, and you think Thundering Herd's going to win. That's great. I want to know where do you think the Herd's actually going to end up. Where do you think everyone's going to put them? How much respect is Marshall going to get or lack of respect? 
and we'll give you the opportunity at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can also send me your replies on Twitter, at Paul Swan on Twitter. I'll read them over the air as well, and we'll take your phone calls, and we'll look at your tweets when we continue. We're here live at the Union Pub and Grill. It's Monday. That means the Monday special is $1.50 and $2 for the bottles and call shots. And you can get it right here at the Union Pub and Grill. More Drive on the way, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, welcome to the Monday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As always, Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots all day all night here at the Union Pub and Grill. And let's go back to this preseason thing. There's some guys we need to talk about. I've already mentioned a couple of the obvious guys who should be on this list. Ryan B. Why is Ryan B. not on this list? And, of course, Tyler King. I think these guys deserve to be here. But there's another guy, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson's not mentioned. Keon Davis, he's not mentioned. I mean, Keon Davis made Athlon's preseason squad. Chris Jackson made Athlon's preseason squad. I mean, second team, but he still made the squad. Are you telling me that Keon Davis, you couldn't put him somewhere? He's a threat anytime he gets the ball. You kick to him, you take your life in your own hands here if you're a football team. You kick away from him. He can make things happen. And then Tyler King definitely needs to be there. Uh, I would I would get second team maybe with Chris Jackson. Ryan B, I would think it would be a first-teamer. Ryan B is a first-teamer in my mind. So is there anybody on this list that you think should have been there? And, again, the number to be a part of the program is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I got some tweets on this earlier today. Um, pretty much the same feeling. Uh, Big Mike tweeted to me earlier, and he said, lots of motivation here for herd football to prove everyone wrong. And, yeah, that's true. Because this is a Florida Atlantic league right now. This is FAU's league until somebody takes them down. So Marshall's got the best shot, I think, in the East Division to take them down. West Division, not so worried about until you get to the championship game. If you're worried about such things, I'm not. Right now, it's FAU's league to lose. And I would be motivated as well. You get FAU at home. They got six members on the team. You got five. Okay, so it's almost a push there. It's almost even. But still, there's a lot of guys who are thinking, all right, we gotta, we got to reassert ourselves here. Marshall football used to run this thing. We got to run this thing again. And I think that's the attitude to have. Go out there and show everyone why maybe conference got it wrong. Let's see. Here's another one. Uh, I like this one. This was for Shannon earlier in the day. Uh, Shannon said, so zero Ryan B or Tyler King or WKU at all. Ouch. Yeah, that's a big ouch as well. And uh, Doug Smock, you remember him? Doug used to be a prominent guest on this program. Doug Smock even jumped in earlier and said a whole bunch of FAU here, and the Owls have earned the right to the hype. He's right. He is correct on that because FAU is the reigning and defending champion of Conference USA. So, yeah, they're going to get all the love and attention. 
I'm still perplexed on Western Kentucky. Man, how the mighty have fallen. That was the team. You circled that game on the schedule every year thinking, all right, this is the showdown. This is the big brawl. This one's the one that matters the most. And now we're circling FAU. Western Kentucky still means something to me. You want that game. And you circle Western and you circle middle. Those are important games. But right now you are circling on that schedule FAU. You circle it, you highlight markers, whatever you want, but that's the game you're looking at the most. It's the most important game probably in conference. If you're having a good conference run, it doesn't matter what you did in the non-conference compared to what you do in the conference. If you have a good run in conference and you get to a point where you have a showdown with FAU, that game's going to mean everything because that could determine where Marshall goes as far as Conference USA Championship game or just waiting to get a good bowl. And also, it's going to get a lot of attention. I think that game will get generate a lot of attention. If you've got a good Marshall game with FAU, that generates attention. If the Thundering Herd's running, doing what they usually do, and that team is on pace to have a great season, and then FAU's having a great season as well, and those two teams are in a position for a showdown, Conference USA has got to be smiling, thinking, okay, this is a game we can really get behind. This is going to be a game that's going to get some attention here. So I'm not surprised that Marshall and FAU did so well with the preseason. And again, I'm interested on what's going to happen tomorrow, order of finish. Um, I'm going to work on this when we get to the break in a few minutes. I'm, I'm going to try to figure out where maybe Marshall will end up. Because honestly, I don't think they're going to get pick one. I'm thinking they're going to get picked two or three. Now, this is not where I think they should finish. This is where I'm thinking that Conference USA, they're going to get picked. So that's where we're going to go. And, of course, we'll take your ideas as well. Again, on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Also, you can join the program at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And while you're here with me, I remind you we're at the Union Pub and Grill. 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. It's Monday, and that means we've got the Monday special $1.50 bottles and $2 call shot. So that's what we've got. So I'm excited. We get to talk football finally. I mean, legitimately talk football. Because I was dreading this today, coming in here thinking, all right, I'm going to have to talk about the World Cup. France won. Okay, big deal. Moving on. That's it. That's all my World Cup coverage you're getting out of me. Uh, happy for you, France, but uh, insignificant in my life. But, yes, I saw the uh, highlights. I did watch the highlights just to keep up on it and see what was going on. I was not watching that live. Uh, I was not on Twitter following. And, yes, the crowds were crazy. I was uh, watching the highlights and the reaction shots from uh, the crowds. And, okay, yeah, uh, France really got behind their uh, their team there. Uh, what was that shot from the Eiffel Tower I saw? I mean, that was just absurd how many people were out at the Eiffel Tower why don't you stay home and watch it? There's a big event. I don't know if I'm going to go go to a plaza to watch it. That's the same thing. You know, it's interesting to me. I mean, you're supporting your team and, and, and love you. I mean, I, I'm not uh, on board with this, but people go in. I see this in the Stanley Cup and other places. People go outside of the arena. I couldn't get a ticket to get inside, so I'm going to sit outside of the arena and watch the game. I know I've gone a little sideways here, but still. 
work with me here. It's I'm going to the game. I'm not going to hang out. It's again, tailgating. It's a completely different beast here, but I'm going to the game. I'm not going to experience the outside. I want to go inside, and if I can't go to the game, I'm going to watch it maybe here at the Union, or I'm going to be at the house and watch it here. But there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people out in public spaces watching this thing. I mean, I could understand if you are uh, in a location where maybe not everybody gets the broadcast, and so you got to go to the, one of these public groupings. But uh, I would think uh, in uh, France and Paris and other uh, portions of the country, you could watch the World Cup. All right, we'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Your tweets, at Paul Swan. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking your tweets at Paul Swan. Also, you can be a part of the program, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. What do you think Conference USA is going to pick the Thundering Herd? That's our big question. And also, we're going over the preseason team. Thundering Herd, get a right amount of guys on there where some guys may be left off. I think Ryan B. definitely being left off is sort of a snub from Conference USA. So I'll go with that. And, of course, we remind you we're here at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday for the Monday special fifty bottles and $2 call shots all day and all night. It's at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, the Union Pub and Grill. Okay. This is my prediction, not necessarily where I think everyone's going to finish, but where I think Conference USA is going to go with the East Division. We'll look at the West Division as well, but I think obviously Florida Atlantic is going to be picked as the team to beat in the Conference USA East Division. So they'll get the one spot. Then I think just looking at the preseason, the polls that they, they're putting together and then trying to do some guesswork with the preseason team. I think Marshall's probably going to get second. Maybe the coaches are thinking that they're going to be the only team to challenge for the championship in the East Division. So I'm going to say Florida Atlantic 1, then I'm going to say Marshall 2. Then I'm going to look at, I I want to say Middle Tennessee. I want to put them as a 3. I'm trying to figure out where I'm putting FIU. I mean, FIU might be a 4. I'll go, that might be a bold pick, but I'm going to go Florida Atlantic 1, Marshall 2. I'll go Middle Tennessee 3, and then I'm going to go FIU 4. I'm going to go Western Kentucky 5. I'm going to say Old Dominion 6, and then Charlotte, poor Charlotte, I'm going to put them at 7. And that's where I'm thinking, and right now that's fluid. I, I mean, don't hold me to that. That could change within the end of the show. I'm going to it. But FAU is the team to beat right now because the lane train takes over. This is a team that has a good defense. Um, They have recruited well. They've got excitement again back in the program. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do offensively. I think the strength of this team is going to be defensively. It's going to be a defensive team. Um, Offensively, I'm not sure where they're going to go with the quarterback position right now. So right now – it's going to be a team that's a work in progress. But, again, 
offensive line looks like. Now, why do I think the Thundering Herd is going to be two and maybe challenging? Because once that quarterback situation has been nailed down, I don't think there's a question there yet, but you don't have Chase Litton there. So you've got someone who's coming in new, and it depends on how fast you get that quarterback position to develop. I think the offense is going to be better. Honestly, I think the offense is going to be better for Marshall. They are going to score more points. They're going to have to. I don't know if the safety position is going to be as good as it needs to be just yet. That's still something that's got to be worked on. But if you look at where Marshall's at right now, I think offensively they should be bon- they should be fine. The line is going to carry Marshall. Defensively, I think this team will be good. Secondary kind of questionable still. I'm not sure how special teams are going to shake out just yet. But if I'm looking at Marshall right now, trying to just figure out where this team is going to be, how this is going to come down and break down, I honestly think it's going to come down to line play for Marshall, solid defense, and the secondary. You know, I don't want I don't want to see Marshall in shootouts. That's the thing. I want Marshall to score a lot of points, but I don't want to see him in shootouts. If they can clamp down and keep teams under their average and score more than we're used to seeing these last couple of seasons, I think Marshall is going to be definitely the team to contend with Florida Atlantic. Now, the rest of the conference, uh, Western Kentucky, I'm a little uh, concerned about as far as depth. I don't know if they're going to have enough. I I think middle is going to challenge as well. Uh, Poor Charlotte. I I don't even know what to say about Charlotte. But uh, I think middle is going to be good because you got Brent Stockhill. He's coming back for his final year. They're going to be loaded. I don't think they're good defensively. So that might be a hindrance for him as well. Um, I would think Western Kentucky might be the team that surprised me. I don't think the coaches are high on them right now. I mean, you've got a, a second-year coach. They've got a good secondary. They've got good skill players. But they're probably not getting much love because uh, their offensive line's not there. And if you remember, they really didn't have much of a running game last year. So I don't see that happening for them as well. Um, I think Old Dominion could surprise, but still. um, They're an experienced team. They will be a contender, but I I don't think they're going to be in the upper echelon. And then FIU, I'm still trying to figure out. I've got them a little high in my mind. Because they've got a good defensive line. And you look at the way they operate, I think they're going to be a team that's going to keep a lot of teams under their average. And that's going to keep them in games. But I don't think they're going to be a team that you want to get in a shootout with. Uh, if, you're F- if you're FIU, you don't want to get in a shootout. Because, again, I don't think they've got the offense to keep up. I mean, it's, it's a basic breakdown right now, of course, this is unscientific as they come. We'll see where the conference uh, thinks tomorrow when we get the uh, preseason finish of order. I think Marshall's going to be two. I'm, I'm locked on FIU maybe being four, five. Again, I told you this is fluid. It's going to change very often. But I think Marshall's definitely going to be a two. They're going to contend for one. Maybe somebody will vote in first place. I don't know. But I'm going to put them solid at two. I'm going to put FAU solid at one. Now, 
West Division. Yeah, let's talk about the West Division. West Division could be interesting just because there are a couple of teams on the West side that I think are really good. I think North Texas is going to be good. I think uh, UTSA is going to be good. Um, I hope a Southern Miss team will be a, a team we can talk about as being a contender. Uh, Louisiana Tech's got to be good. They have got to be in a situation where they have got to improve quickly. Uh, and you know what? I'm up on UAB as well. Where do I stack them, though? I'll tell you what, we'll take our next break, come back, we'll stack them, and we'll get your thoughts as well. You can join the program by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, you can send me a tweet, at Paul Swan. We've got you covered either way here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, it's $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. 1125 Fourth Avenue in Huntington where you need to be at the Union Pub and Grill. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm in a good mood. We get to talk football today. Legitimately talk football. Nothing else but football today because Conference USA releasing the preseason offensive and defensive and special team members. A few Marshall players make the list. Second most Florida Atlantic number one. So FAU and Marshall high up on a lot of coaches' list as far as the players coming back. And I think that's where they're going to pick Marshall and Florida Atlantic as well, one and two, respectively, in the East Division. Now, the West Division, there's some good teams out there. I don't know where this is going to end up. So I'm just shooting in the dark here right now. This is as unscientific as it gets. And, again, this could change tomorrow. So I'm not going to hold myself to this because I might change my mind. I might talk myself here at the Union. But I've got to look at North Texas and UTSA as being – the top two teams over in the West Division. That has to be it. Because UTSA, I thought UTSA was deserving of postseason. That's a team that was better than maybe the record. If they could have got a couple more wins, they would have definitely gone bowling. But UTSA is a you better keep an eye out on in the West Division of Conference USA. But North Texas is right there with them as well. And I like the fact that the West is so open, but I'm kind of partial to Southern Miss and UAB. I I really want a Southern Miss and UAB combo at that top level. But I'm going to put UTSA. See, North Texas is good in the West, but Florida Atlantic just destroyed them. And then UTSA, I've got a lot of respect for them. I'm going to go with North Texas 1, UTSA 2. And, again, that's going to flip soon. And then I'm just trying to figure out where do I put Louisiana Tech UAB. Because I think Southern Miss is going to be good. I think they're going to be a contender. They could maybe contend for one of the top spots right now. But I've got to put them at 3. So maybe North Texas, UTSA 1 and 1A. Again, I'm I'm not, not sure, but... Let's go with Southern Miss 3. And then here's the thing. Louisiana Tech and UAB. 
I could flip those. I could go LaTeX 4, UAB 5, and that's not a slight on UAB. Or I could flip that and be UAB 4 and Louisiana Tech 5. I think UAB could surprise me. I think Louisiana Tech sort of lost some of their luster. So I'm not so sure where I'm putting them yet. Uh, I will say this. The Rice and UTEP are going to finish at the bottom. And I'll tell you why I'm a little concerned about Louisiana Tech. Because I think they've got uh, some tough opponents ahead of them here. Um, they're definitely uh, going to have problems with Southern Miss and North Texas. And then they're going to have problems with UTSA. And then they've got Florida Atlantic on their schedule. That's the thing. They've got FAU on the schedule. Uh, they've got uh, Wet Rice, Western Kentucky. I think they can get those games. But they've got some of the heavy hitters. And then I look at North Texas' schedule, and I think to myself, all right, they've got, sure, they get SMU and Incarnate Word on the uh, preseason. And they got Liberty in the preseason as well. Arkansas is going to be a loss for them. But I can see North Texas beating Louisiana Tech. And I see them beating UTEP. I see them beating Southern Miss. I see them beating Rice. I see them beating UAB. Um, they're not going to beat uh, Florida Atlantic. I'm not seeing that. It, it comes down to maybe, for me then, it, let's see, Old Dominion, I'm not sure if they'll beat them as well. But I think they can handle UTSA. But then again, I think UTSA can handle them. See, it's such a toss-up for me right now. I know. Trying to predict these things this far out. I, I think, I think honestly, we should probably look at UAB just to see if I can justify them a little bit here. Uh, their preseason's a little weak. Savannah State and Coastal Carolina. I'm going to give them wins in that. You know what? I'm going to give them the win against Tulane. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that bet. Tulane's probably going to win, but I'll go ahead and take UAB over Tulane. Um, UAB beat Charlotte. They do not. Well, you know what? They've got at Louisiana Tech. That could be a toss-up for me. I'll come back to that. They're going to beat Rice. Uh, I think they will beat UTEP. I think they will beat Southern Miss. But they've got UTSA. That's going to be a tough one for them. they got Middle Tennessee. That's going to be a tough one for them. And then they've got on November 17th, they've got Texas A&M. Wow, I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that that deep in the schedule. I'm not I'm not sure about that. That's not good scheduling in my mind. Get that out of the way because that's going to be a tough game. Now let's look, let's go back here. Let's look at the FAU schedule again here. I'm I'm still I'm still solid on them with one. I don't think they're going to budge from that position, but um they have if you look at their schedule Oklahoma, which they're not going to win that. They're going to beat Air Force. They're going to beat Bethune-Cookman. Um, I think the decider for me maybe will be UCF. They play UCF on the 22nd. UCF is good. But if the lane train's got something to prove, I would be circling that date as something to prove in Florida. They get UCF, then it's lights out. But I don't see anybody on this schedule other than Marshall that can maybe beat them. I know some think that North Texas is going to beat them. I'm not so sure. I think Marshall, and again, this is going to be early as well because uh, the, the bad thing here for them, though, is um, they've got 
UCF, and then middle. But after Old Dominion, they've got the open date, and then they got Marshall. So they're going to be in good shape when they come to the Huntington. But I still think Marshall wins that. I I will put that down. I'm circling that one right now. Marshall wins that against FAU. I'm not changing my mind on that one. And then the Thundering Herd. Let's go over this briefly. Miami's win. Don't circle it. Don't linchpin it. It's just going to happen. Marshall's going to beat Miami. Don't give me any of that. If I read columns and articles about how this is going to be the deciding game, no. Marshall beats Miami. And then they beat Eastern at home. Um, they probably do not beat South Carolina. Not this year. They probably do not beat NC State. It's a here. It's here, but not not this year. But I hope to be proved wrong. Then they're at Western Kentucky. If you're going to get Western Kentucky, I think this is the year to get them. They beat Western Kentucky. I'll take that. And then Middles here in Huntington. They beat Middle Huntington. I'll take that as well. They're on the road at Old Dominion. I'll take that as well as a win. And then I hate this, but they've got the open date after Florida Atlantic, but they'll beat Florida Atlantic. Open date, comeback. I think they've got a good shot at Southern. Charlotte's a win. Um, UTSA is – that's here, though. I'm going to give Marshall that one. Marshall might stumble somewhere here, though. It could be FIU. They could stumble against FIU. But really, what's going to make this work for me is if they can click and beat Western Kentucky. They beat them at Western Kentucky, come back, and then roll real quick to uh, wins against middle at Old Dominion. And then if they get that Florida Atlantic game, they win that one. I think the rest of the schedule they get. But South Carolina, NC State, those are going to be the toughest games for them. No problem at Miami. No problem against Eastern Kentucky. But they're going to stumble somewhere. If they're going to stumble, either they, they're good at Southern Miss. They'll be okay at Southern Miss. It's that, that game on the 24th, they stumble against FIU? That's that's an interesting question there. I might be picking Marshall over FAU uh, here in the uh, conference standings. Maybe. But what has to happen here is that Marshall has got to win out. They, they've got to win out, and then they can maybe afford one loss. It depends on what Florida Atlantic does. And you look at Florida International. This is a team that... Um, They've got Indiana to start things off. They've got Old Dominion on September 8th. They're playing conference action early. And then um, they got UMass and they got Miami. I think they beat UMass. They're at Miami. I think that's a loss for them. Uh, they got Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's a win there. I think for them, really, it, it depends on, okay, if they beat Old Dominion, then I think they're going to do a little bit better. But I don't think they're going to win against Middle. I think they'll beat Rice. Not beating Florida Atlantic. They're probably going to beat Western Kentucky. Um, they're not going to beat UTSA. They'll beat Charlotte, and then they've got Marshall to wrap it up. So maybe I go back here and look at this Marshall schedule and think, okay, Marshall's going to have a tough one against UTSA. Still, 
if you're going to stumble, that might be the game you stumble. Of just the games you, you look at and go, Marshall should win. Eyeball on this here. I don't want to say that's the game, but it kind of feels like if there's going to be a stumble somewhere, that might be it. But this whole thing could uh, be completely different here because, again, um, Southern Miss is going to be good. That might be a tough one. I don't think that Old Dominion is going to have enough form. Middle, lock it down. Western Kentucky and Middle Marshall beat them. Just lock it down for me right now. Those are the two they win. They get Old Dominion on the road. They come back, and it's a conference showdown. And that's what's going to have to happen. To set this up as a conference showdown, they're going to have to start conference play undefeated. Beat Western, beat Middle, beat Old Dominion, showdown with Florida Atlantic. Whatever happens, they've got an off date to uh, either recover or prepare for Southern. Since they have an open date, I'm going to go with them beating Southern as Mill. And then we'll see what happens the rest of the way. So that's my kind of unofficial, official, unofficial way of saying this is what it's going to look like. We'll find out tomorrow what the preseason order of finish is going to be, and we'll break that down. We'll be back in studio. Of course, thanks to everyone here at the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, it's $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots, and that's every Monday for the end of time. It'll be $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for joining us here on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.